episode number three of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about green smoothies. What's in them, how do you make them, what do they taste like, and all kinds of tips and tricks about how to make green smoothies work for you in your life. Stay tuned, I'll be back with you shortly. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Raw Food Podcast, and today's episode is all about green smoothies. Are you excited? Well, I sure am. First of all, I love looking at people's faces when they ask me what I eat for breakfast as a raw food vegan, and I tell them I eat green smoothies. They get a sort of horrified look on their face, and they ask me, what the heck is a green smoothie, and that sounds awful. And I basically explain that a green smoothie is a blender drink or a fruit smoothie concoction that you make in your blender and it's usually comprised of mostly fruit but um, with some substantial greens in there as well. Greens like spinach or parsley, romaine lettuce, kale, things like that. And when people kind of hear that concept they get a little freaked out and they say, whoa, I could never eat anything like that. But I like to challenge people, especially people who are not at all involved in the raw food lifestyle. And I say, okay, well, let's go with me here. Let's think about a strawberry smoothie. You know, strawberries, bananas, water, just a bunch of beautiful, sweet, yummy stuff. Maybe some dates to give it even more sweetness. And, they, and I'll say, you know, what do you think, how does that sound? And I say, oh, that sounds good. I, I love, you know, booster juice and all these kinds of uh, blender drinks. They're very popular these days, you know, in malls and things. Everybody loves to have a big smoothie or a sort of a fruit shake with them. So I'll say, okay, so you'd be willing to eat that, right? And they say, sure, sure. And I say, well, what if I took this one sprig of baby spinach and I drop it in the blender while it's blending? would be fine, right? And they say, yeah, you probably couldn't even taste it. And I say, well, what if I would drop like three more pieces of spinach in while it's blending? And they're kind of like, they, they might get a little squinty and start to be suspicious of me. But I say, it's all about the ratios. And if what you want to do is get that fruit to greens ratio to be something that you're comfortable with. And quite frankly, when we see somebody eating or drinking uh, a big green smoothie that looks just vibrantly green and looks so healthy and to a lot of the non-raw people it might look a little bit freaky or scary and kids get freaked out by it too, the green slime. But frequently, if you use the right type of green, um, it's not actually going to taste green. It will look green, but it won't have an overwhelmingly green taste. It will still actually taste very sweet if you use a lot of fruit. And I usually like to say, you know, keep the ratio two-thirds fruit, one-third um, green, leafy green vegetables. But one thing I really wanted to explain to you was that you're not going to want to use any leafy green vegetable. 
there are certain leafy green vegetables that have very intense green flavors, like romaine lettuce and kale will give you very green tasting smoothie. So when you're just starting out with the green smoothie, I always recommend going with baby spinach. It's so awesome for you in terms of nutritional value, but it has a very bland taste that almost is completely overpowered by the other sweet ingredients. So if I was to take, um, you know, a bunch of fruit and add in a smoothie and add, um, one cup of spinach and then blend that up and do the I'm talking about a taste test here. So if I was to do that with spinach, one cup of spinach, make the exact same smoothie drink, but instead of spinach, use kale or romaine lettuce. And if you was, were to do a taste test on those two different cups of smoothies, the one with the kale would be like, whoa, intense green flavor which some people, especially those new to this whole crazy raw food thing, will be like, will find too intense. So it's really important that you're gonna choose the right type of green. So um, I quite often still do use spinach, but I sometimes do crave a little bit less of a sweeter taste, and when I want that, I will go with romaine lettuce or kale. And frequently too, I will just, use whatever green I have on hand and that might be something different depending on what I've run out of already. So um, yeah, that's just a little introduction to like green smoothies and how they taste. So I usually have a green smoothie for breakfast and I think another reason why they are just so popular is the fact that you can really change them and customize the way they taste. Like I said, I'll use a different green depending on what I have. Um, once you get used to making a smoothie, I mean everybody should definitely start with a recipe if you've never made one before and you're just getting used to making liquid concoctions in your high-speed blender. So for sure you're going to want to start with recipes and try different recipes and see how they go. But what will happen over time is that you will realize that most of these recipes have the same amount of soft things, the same amount of hard things, the same ratio of liquid. So you'll kind of get used to thinking like, well, you know, this recipe calls for X, Y, and Z, but it calls for an apple, but I don't have an apple. Maybe I could put a pear in instead. And then that's kind of how you evolve into making your own smoothies from scratch. But so don't get overwhelmed with that, but that just will happen over time the more you make them. I've been raw for about two and a half years now, and I've been having green smoothies almost every day for all that time. So forgive me, I am quite bad at math, but let's say if there's 365 days per year, and I've been doing this for two and a half years, that is a heck of a lot of green smoothies. So, um, but when you're just getting started, just find a recipe that you like, and you might have to try a few, and it will absolutely depend on the type of blender that you have as well. If you have kind of a cheap blender that doesn't have much speed and isn't really blending things up, like to a very smooth consistency, you might need to use different recipes and different ingredients. For example, me being the raw 
you know, the Rotarian and me being quite involved in all of this, I did invest in a very good blender, a high-speed blender called a Vitamix, and I definitely recommend them, but there's a lot of different high-speed blenders you could get. But um, for me, if I would take something like an apple with peel still on it, chopped up roughly, and I would remove the seeds and things like that, when I blend that in my high-speed blender, even the peel is completely blended so that it is so smooth and silky. It's as though I've purchased this blender drink from, you know, a mall kiosk where it's just that amazing texture that I was never able to get when I used to just have my really cheap, crappy Walmart blender where there'd be like chunks of stuff and you would, you know, wouldn't have a... Um, consistency that was so uniform in the whole I don't know what I'm trying to say but I think you understand but it's so important because you can have the exact same ingredients and put them in you know a really crappy blender and it's gonna taste awful because you're gonna have chunks of things and you know pieces of apple peel that get stuck in your teeth and it's awful whereas if you get something that it's similar to what you would buy at a mall in terms of like, you know, they might be able to put raspberries in there with all those hard gritty grains and still get them quite smooth. So it's just the difference between a little old blender that you have at your house versus a sort of commercial grade blender, which is what a Vitamix and a Blendtec and a few of those other, you know, high-end blenders will do. So as you know, if you're familiar with my style, I am not someone who likes to spend a lot of money easily. Like seriously, I'm a very cheap person and I do live on a budget, but for me, making the investment in a Vitamix, which is very expensive, can be like $500 new. That's a lot of money and I recognize that. But when you're using it every day, you know, many times, multiple times a day, it is really worth it. I'm getting a little bit off track there, but it is important. It's like what the topic I'm trying to talk about right now is the ingredients and what you're going to put in your smoothie, but you're going to have to choose your smoothie recipe according to the type of blender that you have. Um, I like, for example, if you have a crappy blender, do not put oranges in your smoothies because you're going to get that really, f all that fiber, which is so healthy, but it's going to be chunky and like really stringy and you don't really want that. So if you don't have a good blender, I would recommend definitely having smoothies that have bananas in them, maybe some softer fruits like some cantaloupe or things that don't have a lot of like gritty chunks that need to be um, blended down. So there are about 8 million kajillion, gabillion, jillion smoothie recipes on the internet and um, I don't even know where to start with that, but I have... Like I said, I've been having smoothies every day for a couple of years now, and basically my go-to smoothie is this. And don't worry if you're driving, I will certainly post this up in the show notes. Just go to therawtarian.com slash podcasts, and um, you'll, you'll find that, you know, and we're only on episode three here, so that should be pretty easy to find. But basically, here's what I like to have in the morning. And I will make alterations to this recipe, but this gives you the general concept of what I like to have. So I've got my Vitamix, and I'm gonna peel three big bananas, two to three bananas, 
and I'm going to place those in my blender first at the bottom near the blades. And I, of course, I'm going to be telling you about the entire recipe, but I'm going to get sidetracked already by telling you that you always want to put the soft um, ingredients at the bottom near the blades and anything that's going to be harder for your blender to mix, you want to put that up in at the end. So for example, this recipe is also going to have um, apple in it, but I'm not going to put that right close to the blades. I'm going to put that right at the top. And the reason why we do this is because we want to give the blender a chance to get you know, get going, blend up that banana, and there's going to be liquid water in there too, so there's going to be a nice banana concoction going, and it's going to start to flow and blend, and then it's going to suck all the chunkier stuff, like chunks of apples, things like that, down, but it's going to be, it's going to do a better job and not get stuck as quickly, if at all, which usually it does not, um, because it has this huge base of, like, liquid goodness that it's already got liquefied. So we've placed some bananas, I'll say three medium bananas, in a Vitamix blender. Next I might add about one cup of spinach and I usually have I, um, just baby spinach because I find that's easier to get organic in my area so I will put about a cup or maybe even a cup and a half of spinach. Um, I will peel a couple of small oranges. Um, now I, I am going to use two oranges and when I peel them I always peel when I'm doing it for smoothies with a knife and I peel a lot of the rind off because although it is really good for you and when I'm going to actually just eat an orange I'll just peel it with my hands and eat all that all those white bits, but when I'm putting them in a smoothie, I try to cut them off because it does alter the taste. It makes it a little bit more bitter if you leave them on. So don't be afraid to kind of generously cut away the peel and while you're doing that, cut away the rind around the edges. So you might lose a bit of your orange, but that's okay. So I'm gonna do that and place my two oranges in my Vitamix container. I am going to chop up an ap apple, quite rough, and um, like I said, remove these seeds and then place that in the blender. I'm going to put about three quarters a cup, three quarters of a cup of water into the blender container. And it doesn't really matter when you put that in because the water will just trickle down to the bottom anyway. But I, I tend to just add it last, it's just what I'm used to doing. I always add about a tablespoon or a little less of lemon juice to my smoothies. Now that could be fresh squeezed, it could be a whole lemon uh, instead of two oranges. You might put one orange, one whole lemon that you've peeled. Um, and I don't, it's, lemon juice is a crazy thing. It's a very acidic um, ingredient to use. and. Of course, nobody likes, to, or I don't anyway, a super sour taste of lemon when it's just on its own, but it actually really alters the taste of um, basically any recipe that you put it in. It helps to keep the taste balanced out, and um, I don't know exactly all the details of what it does, but I know that when I add the lemon juice, it gives it a little kick, it's, it's great, and it 
has that nice um, smoothing element to combine all the flavors. So I'm going to add about a tablespoon of lemon juice. You don't have to add these next two things, but I'm just telling you what I tend to have every morning. So I've got the lemon juice in there. I'm going to put just a little sprinkle of cinnamon because that's just what I do. I don't know if it even alters the flavor, but I always have a little shaker of cinnamon and I will add that. And then lastly, I do use chia seeds and I find I add about a tablespoon of chia seeds, usually the whole chia seeds. I don't soak them first or anything, I just throw them in there. And that becomes a little bit gelatinous and kind of will thicken the smoothie a little bit and give it an interesting um, silky kind of texture. So again, I've got the bananas, I've got the oranges, I've got the spinach, the apple, the water, and then those three last things, the lemon juice, cinnamon, and chia seeds, which of course you could omit if you don't have or are in a rush, and those types of things. So that's actually going to make quite a large smoothie, and I would drink that all myself uh, for breakfast. Now, if you're finding you're using those exact ratios, and it might be too thick or too thin or, or whatnot, you know, just feel free to alter the the ingredients according to what works for you. So the, especially the water, like I might be really rough with the water at first. I might put in half a cup and then it starts to blend and I, and it's completely blended and done. And I think, Ooh, that looks too thick. And I'll just add a little bit more water and then blend up, blend it up again, just for like an additional five to 10 seconds. So you do have to play a bit with that because as we all know, your bananas might be completely different sizes. Sometimes you get really juicy oranges. Sometimes you, you get those terrible dry oranges that are, you don't, you're like, what? Oh, it's always so disappointing. I find when you open those oranges and they're super dried out, I hate that. But that's an overall concept of a green smoothie. And there's, like I said, a million recipes out there. And if you're uh, limited by the ingredients that you have in your house. Like let's say you want to make a smoothie right now and you know you only have um, pears and pineapple, then just go to Google and type in smoothie, pear, pineapple and see what comes up and just experiment. You will have some hits, you will have some misses, um, but that's the only way we're going to learn is by doing and trying. So that's a little bit about what smoothies taste like and how you make them specifically in terms of a recipe. I find that a green smoothie is an awesome ingredient and awesome, it's not an ingredient, but it's an excellent recipe to have in your arsenal because it's great for breakfast, but it can also be really nice as, you know, as a quick snack or a dessert or there's so many things that I I use them for. I mean, I usually just have them for breakfast, but sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit off or um, I feel like I need something a little bit lighter, I sometimes we'll have them for different meals. Very rarely, but occasionally I think, oh my gosh, I need a green smoothie right now. And um, yeah, they're just an amazing thing to have. Of course, it's a great way to get your greens and um, it still has that fruity flavor. 
So I don't know what much else I'd like to say about green smoothies. I think overall, they're an amazing thing to have in your raw food lifestyle. I think most raw foodists do get into them at some point. I think one thing that is so appealing about the green smoothie is really how quickly you can do it and um, you know they're very versatile so you can switch it up to alter the taste a little bit depending on your mood and what you're kind of tired of. Another absolute favorite element of the green smoothie is how quickly you can consume it. Remember in my sample green smoothie I said there's three bananas, two oranges, an apple, a cup of spinach, and a bunch of other stuff. Now, if you're raw, as you know, it takes a lot of time to eat your food. I still do work at an office a couple of days a week and I have half an hour for lunch and literally it is hard for me to physically eat all the food I need to eat in that half hour. It's pretty funny because before I went raw, I was a terrible eater and I would eat, you know, like a sub or whatever for lunch and you can eat those so quickly. But when you're eating a large volume of food, three bananas, two oranges, an apple, etc., that takes a long time to just chew and get down. So that's the beauty of the green smoothie is that you can, it's actually pretty quick to compare to, sorry, prepare and then when you're drinking it, it can be so fast as opposed to trying to chew all of those foods. Now, chewing is important for our teeth and that kind of thing, but it, it, especially in the morning, I find it like super quick and really convenient. So that's, I think, another reason why people will have green smoothies for breakfast in the morning. I wanted to leave you with one of the most important tips that I can share with you in terms of staying raw related to green smoothies and blender use in general. You may have noticed that I do not post very many pictures of my kitchen or my house. I am a wonderful person in many ways, but I am not a good housekeeper. I do not enjoy cleaning. I do not enjoy washing dishes. I do not enjoy any of those types of things. I keep a reasonably clean household, but I am not really somebody who spends all their free time doing that sort of thing. Instead, I'm here sharing things with you and being more creative, and that's what I find satisfying as opposed to cleaning. So where I'm going with this commentary here is a very important rule that if you can implement this rule, it will make your raw life so much easier. Do not lie, do not cheat, do not steal, and do not ever leave your blender dirty no matter what is happening. If your house is on fire, you have to clean that blender out before you leave. What I mean by this is most of us only have one good blender and we use it for a lot of different things. And if that blender is dirty, like for example, being used in your fridge to store a smoothie or something like that, don't do that. It's gonna make it so much harder for you. First of all, when you're tired and you wanna use your blender and you suddenly realize that it is dirty, it's already hard enough sometimes to get energy to prepare this complex raw food. So don't shoot yourself in the foot by keeping your blender dirty. Um, secondly, it is a lot harder to clean a blender that has been sitting around with food in it. So what I did from the very first day that I got my Vitamix, which is a really good blender, 
I kind of told myself that I would never let it sit around dirty. Um, even for like a few minutes. I always make whatever I'm making. Then I will pour it into a mason jar or, you know, glasses or mugs or whatever. I will, or if I'm making like, say, Alfredo sauce or something, uh, I will transfer the mixture immediately into a bowl. So get whatever you're making out of the Vitamix, then pour, you know, a cup or two of water, it can be warm or cold, whatever, into your Vitamix. Snap that lid back on really tightly, of course, so that we don't want any liquid coming out of the top. And then just blend that up for like 10 or 20 seconds. It'll make the cleaning process a lot easier. So you've emptied it right away. Like as soon as it stops spinning, you empty it. Then you throw some water in it, you blend it up for a second or two. Then you toss, and some people actually put soap in there at that time as well. Um, I don't tend to do it that way, but you certainly could. Then immediately go to your sink, toss out that dirty water that has been used to kind of clean a lot of the interior of the carafe, and then just go ahead and hand wash your blender right away. And um, that, my friends, is an amazing tip. And if you can try to do that as much as possible, get your blender clean right away, um, you'll be in such a better position. And honestly, I'm a serious, seriously bad at, at some types of like house cleaning like vacuuming I hate vacuuming but I really make it a priority and it's really helped me so much it's like one of the most important rules in life is to try to keep your blender clean as well and uh, if I ever do an episode about food processing I have a very good cleanliness tip with that too but I'll save that for next time perhaps I should make my next episode something to do with food processing so that I can share that tip with you Thank you so much for joining me on this raw food podcast. It was episode three. I certainly enjoyed myself. I hope you learned some valuable tips about green smoothies. Do you have any of your favorite green smoothie recipes? I would love to hear from you about that. Thank you again. And that's it for me. You have been listening to the raw food podcast with your host, the Rotarian. Be sure to visit me at www.therotarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste spectacular. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter and once you sign up for that, you'll get a copy, a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying most delicious recipes including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home uh, that are raw vegan and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to uh, hear from you very soon and until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.